Twins Dailies, Matt Braun is back with us today to talk about the Twins September hopes 2023-2024, the future for our Minnesota Twins. It's all coming up on today's episode of Locked On Twins. You are Locked On Twins. Your daily Minnesota Twins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And welcome to today's episode of Locked On Twins. It's Thursday, September 1st. I'm your gracious host, Nash Walker, here with my friend and writer at Twins Daily, Mr. Matt Brown. Before we get started, today's episode is brought to you by Vroom. With Vroom, you can buy a car entirely online and have it delivered straight to you so you never have to go to a dealership again. So next time you need to buy a car, just grab your phone, go to Vroom.com and check out thousands of great cars. Matt Braun is back with us today. We checked in spring training, middle season, middle of the season, shortly after the lockout. This is like maybe number five of 2022, but it's a great time to come back. It's September 1st. It's a Twins off day. What has been your feeling on this season for the Twins, Matt? <laughs> well, it's been a weird season. It really has been. Uh, and I know I remember uh, confidently coming on uh, at some point and being like, oh, no, this is a really good team. I'm not worried. And then, uh, well, it hasn't really gone that way. Uh, it just feels like it's been a good few months since we've seen uh, each aspect of the team really play up to their potential. And it's been the bullpen falling short or it's been the offense just forgetting how to score runs. Uh, but they've been on a nice streak lately. You know, uh, San Francisco and the Red Sox, those aren't pushovers by any means. And going five and one against them, uh, got very close to uh, sweeping them even uh that's impressive so i'm uh, i'm looking forward to this month and i think they're set up pretty well i think their best baseball of the season was when they won 14 out of 17 earlier this year they bucks and hit the homer off Hendricks. they took the division lead and then they didn't give it back until for one day they did back to cleveland but then we're basically in first place until they were not in august but that that was their best period of baseball i think what we've seen matt over the last six it's not a high bar because they played poorly for months. Like we're talking months where they were below 500. But I think right now I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic that this is the best baseball they've played since uh, May. I, I would agree with that. I would agree. I think they're finding out uh, which guys are going to be fitting in with just uh, some of the injuries they've had to deal with. You know, Nick Gordon's really coming into his own as a, an outfield replacement which is nice considering we're really hoping on Kirloff and Larnick and both of them have just had to deal with unfortunate injuries. Uh, and we're going to get a whole bunch of starting pitching back. Uh, Bailey Ober is making his rehab start right now as we looks speak. Looks good. Uh, looks good, yeah. Uh, Kenta, unfortunately, won't come back. I, I kind of expected that. Uh, but I think this is a good time uh, for them. I think um, if they can keep a lot of those important guys healthy, I think they should be good. Unfortunately, Bailey Ober just gave up a home run, but three innings, three hits, and earned run. <laughs> well, no, no walks, three strikeouts so far for Ober. 42 pitches. We'll see if that's it, three innings. But I was hoping I tweeted out he would pitch one of the doubleheader games in Cleveland on the 17th. That's two days from Saturday. What do you usually see, Matt? Because you cover the minors a good amount. I do. I, I've gotten into it more in the last couple of years. But usually you'll see, like, if he's been out for a long time. So you, you figure he'll make one rehab start at, for Myers or two, and then he's going to St. Paul. Like, when do you think, and let's say, like, this is a normal timeline, you think that's, like, realistic in two weeks he would be back with the Twins based on what we've seen in the past? We don't know on his health, but just generally. 
Right. Well, that's a, that's a good question. And I think a lot of it's going to depend on uh, how he reacts to this start. Uh, I think they're going to be checking in with him in the next few days, and that's really going to be able to uh, illuminate uh, his path. Uh, but if everything's okay, if everything's going normal, yeah, I envision one more St. Paul start, get him against uh, better hitters, uh, maybe push him up, uh, I think, 40, uh, 50. I think he was already at 40. Uh, so 50 or 60 pitches. And then, yeah, I don't see why, any reason why he wouldn't be able to go there against major league uh, hitters. Speaking of the minors, uh, Brooks Lee, Twins' first-round pick, homered in his first at-bat tonight. He's been awesome for the Colonels. I mean, the average in the on-bases there, lines he's up to 309, on-bases at 370, now slugging percentage up over 400. I'm curious, Matt, is he now your number one prospect in the Twin system? I know some people still have Royce Lewis number one. A lot of prominent sites have, have moved Brooks Lee into the number one spot. Where does he sit for you? Uh, well, I want to I want to preface this with saying that I think Brooks Lee is a phenomenal talent. Uh, I think the Twins got uh, incredibly fortunate when he basically fell to them uh, because the Rangers did uh, finally took Kumar Rocker and that whole weird thing, and then uh, the Cubs just overdrafted on a college pitcher. Uh, thank God. Uh, so I think he's a phenomenal talent. I love uh, his potential, and I think he's going to be a major cog for the twins. The only reason why I have Royce Lewis uh, ahead of him right now and why he's going to stay ahead of him is the intangible factor is that Royce Lewis just has this aura about him and he has this leadership that you really can't teach. And that maybe Lee has that as well. I don't know him as well. Uh, he, we haven't been as familiar with him as a person. Uh, and so maybe if it turns out, uh, and as we learn over this next year or so that uh, he also can uh, compared to Lewis in that way, maybe he overtakes him. Uh, but I think that's the main reason why I have Lewis ahead of him. I just see that uh, he ha- uh, Lewis has that potential to be that guy, to be the the uh, the total package in a way, to sort of be what uh, Julio Rodriguez is right now to the Mariners, just in in play and in personality. I also have Royce as uh, the number one prospect in the system. It's crazy. Like you look at MLB pipeline, they very much disagree with that. Or you might look at baseball America and they disagree with that. But yeah, I agree with you on Lee as well. Like, I think he's going to be a special prospect for them. I would probably go Lewis Lee Rodriguez as my top three, super high on Emmanuel Rodriguez. I remember you and I sat here before opening day and I said, who do we think is going to break out this year in the system? You said Rodriguez. I agreed. And he broke out before he got hurt. Unfortunately, he got hurt. Like most, and then he broke. Too. And then he broke, as they do. Was would that be your top three, Matt? Or is Varland in there now? Is Woods Richardson in there? Uh, I. It's not. Uh, unfortunately, Rodriguez at three. Uh, I had a very fortunate setup actually because just two hours ago I did post my top thirty. Hey, uh, there we go. Updated from August. Wow, that was unrelated. I'm sure you didn't know that. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I have that up. We'll probably link it uh, if you want to go find it. Uh, I just uh, go over all that stuff, all the guys I like. I actually have Noah Miller at third, and I know I stick out on that. And I know that a lot of people will have him, at least in the top 10 in that area, and that uh, top three is aggressive. I like Miller for a few reasons. I really think that he is a phenomenal defensive shortstop right now. Like not even in the future, you're not even talking about, oh, he's going to, he has the tools to become one. Like we say with, uh, say, Fernando Tatis. Uh, No, he can play right now. He could probably play major league shortstop right now. Like it's, he's that good at 19 and you look at the bat. All right. He's got a below average WRC plus. That's true. The slugging's not there, but you look at the walks, man. And he just had a, he just had a day the other day. He took five walks and uh, on the year, it's something like 15%. You can't teach that. And I think that's going to translate well. Uh, we've uh, some research I've seen has uh, suggested that um, 
slugging doesn't quite um, translate to the majors as cleanly. We need to look more stuff at exit velocity and all that stuff isn't quite as public uh, in the minors, at least. Uh, so from what I can see, I really like his on-base ability combined with his defensive prowess. And uh, that's just a huge hit for me. I think he's really going to be able to, to rock it up and become that superstar. We're going to get to an exciting September for the Twins. We're also going to look beyond the September at 2023 and into the future. First, a very important word from NHTSA. Are you one of those people who thinks it's okay to drive stoned? What's the worst that can happen? You end up driving below the speed limit. It's no big deal, right? Wrong. The truth is your reaction time slow way down when you're high. You not only put yourself in danger, but everyone around you. Talk about a buzzkill. Stop kidding yourself. It's not okay to drive high. If you've been using marijuana in any form, do not get behind the wheel. If you feel different, you drive different. Drive high, get a DUI. Again, if you feel different, you drive different. Drive high, get a DUI. That's a word from NHTSA. Matt, let's talk about September. Uh, This should be fun. I mean, I think it's going to be more fun than last year. I'm guessing it's going to be more fun than last year. <laughs> also, I was going to tell you that Noah Miller was up to bat as you were saying that. So now he's guaranteed to win MVP one day uh, in oh, the big are. leagues. Yep. He's had a, his eight pitch at bat, as you're saying. Yeah, on base. Look at him. Look at him go. He just walked. Ninth pitch is a ball. He walked. This is this look, is why look, we have Matt look. on, folks. This is why we bring him on. September, Matt. Twins, I think they have 32 games left and 17 of them are against Cleveland and Chicago. So it definitely feels like uh, the ball is in their court here, even though they are a game and a half behind in the central. Yeah. I mean, um, the way I see it, September is really uh, what that's going to be the month that separates people. I think uh, of of course it is. It's a really stupid thing to say. Uh, But what I mean is that all you have to do is be close Uh, and the twins are close. They're within a game and a half in practice. That really doesn't mean anything. Uh, having a game lead only matters uh, when the season's over. That's, right. that's the only time it matters. Uh, so your game and a half, it's essentially tied. Anything can happen uh, this next month, but I think it's going to be good. I think that um, if these twins reinforcements are coming uh, in the form of healthy players, if they're coming like we anticipate, uh, then I think they're really going to be able to challenge Cleveland. Well, they're going to challenge uh, the White Sox. Well, at least stave them off uh, and we should see how it goes. And I think it all starts with uh, Maley and seeing how uh, his start goes this coming weekend. Yeah. So the twins are going to Chicago to play the White Sox and they play them nine more times. This will be the first three of that. They are through five in Cleveland. Baltimore is leading three to nothing. So this could be a one game lead for the guardians going into this weekend. Let's focus on this matchup though, Matt, between the white Sox and twins twins have that three game lead over Chicago. If I would have told you that, I know you weren't sold. I know you weren't sold on the white Sox, but if I would have told you, Hey, in this first series between the teams in September, the twins are going to have a three game lead on Chicago with the potential to potentially bury them. Maybe not this series, but the next series, what would you have said? Uh, That's about what I would have expected. You know, I'm the, I'm probably the most notorious White Sox hater. I don't buy that team for a second. And yeah, it's only three games. So you're like, wow, so they're not that much worse than the Twins. Yeah, okay, whatever. Dylan Cease can't go six <laughs> innings. Eat it. Um, yeah. <laughs> but no, I just, when I look at that team, I think, okay, they, they are a good team. Let's let's be clear. They have talented players and they have, uh, and Jose Abreu is just going to hit forever. God, I thought he was going to fall off like two years ago. Sometimes I can't see in the future. Uh 
and you know Lucas Giolito's underperforming. They've only had Lance Lynn uh, for like half a year, I think. Uh, so yeah, there there are things that have gone wrong. There are things that go wrong with everyone. So I think they're fundamentally a good team. It's just I don't see them as having that next step in them. I don't think if they're going to face the, uh, the the Yankees or the Astros in the playoffs, they're just going to get smoked. And unfortunately, it seems like the Twins are kind of in that group too. But I think they have a little bit of a better chance. Well, I think the Twins have upside now with their bullpen, with Lopez and Duran and, and Jax's breakout and Michael Former and Theobar has been nails. Feels oh, like yeah. they have more upside in the bullpen, certainly more than they did before the trade deadline. And then in the lineup, if you get Buxton healthy, the goals this season, one and two, win the division, have Buxton healthy for October, right? Those were your goals because what if he gives you a month like he had in April in October? Like that can win you multiple series. And then you add in, Carlos Correa to that if he has an October we know he's capable of having and has done in the past that's the excitement I think with the twins you mentioned Mally his importance but I think if you have those three Gray Mally and Ryan you have the upside of the bullpen and hopefully you get Buxton back healthy and ready to go I think they can make am I crazy to say I think they can make some noise I mean I think they can win a series for sure and then maybe uh maybe contest the Yankees there crazy to say in the ALDS (laughs) Uh, d- dude, I'll take a game at this point. My God, I <laughs> yeah, think I was. Yeah. Uh, let's go through some. I think I was five the last time they won a game. Uh, yeah, that, that was fun. Uh, but no, I th- <laughs> I think you're right. Uh, it, the bullpen has really found its order. Uh, getting those two guys, getting Lopez and getting Fulmer, just adding that just a little bit more depth and feel bar. Uh, his peripherals finally coming down because he's been like, like you said, he's been nails, and I think not enough people are talking about that. It feels like yeah. anytime. Uh, there's two guys on in the fifth inning. We call down Caleb Thielbar. Where is he? Where is he? Yeah, where is he? He's warming up out there. He's like, you kids, just get out of the inning yourself. My God. Uh, and he lets up one run finally. Uh, yeah. But anyways, uh, yeah, I think they do have a recipe for success. Absolutely. Uh, if you can get those six innings out of Maley, out of Gray, like we know they can give you, and then you just hand it over to uh, Jax, Duran, uh, Lopez. Yeah, forget about it. That's, that's a real strong top three with strikeout potential with nasty stuff. I think they can go toe to toe with anyone as far as those guys go. 2023 Mally's under contract. Gray's under contract. Of course, Joe Ryan Bailey Ober. We mentioned earlier is under contract. Of course they have some arms. Kenta Maeda should be back next year. I don't know in what capacity Kenta will be back. You figure he'll be on an innings limit, but they're going to have options next year in the rotation. They're going to look a lot better this offseason on paper in their rotation than they did the last, I don't know, what do you think? Two, At least two offseasons. <laughs> um, yeah, although yeah, yeah. going into 2021, it looked like they were pretty solid with Barrios, Pineda, and uh, who else even? Maeda. It was Kenta who just had a, a Cy Young caliber season. But it feels like they'll be in a much better spot going into this offseason in their rotation. Still think they need to add. But what's your uh, what's your sense on the rotation going into 2023, knowing what we know now? No, I would agree with that. Um, yeah, having just those three guys that you can uh, fairly reasonably lock in and understand that you're going to get, uh, at the very least, good to uh, great performances from. Uh, although Gray is starting, you know, you don't want to say he's getting old, but he is, you know, at some point you have to understand that uh, father time gets us all, unless you're Tom Brady. Uh, so he... Although I don't think he's going to fall off dramatically. But yeah, that's a, good, a solid three core. Uh, if you add one more guy... Uh, maybe of that caliber. I don't know who that is. I haven't looked at uh, the free agency market yet. And of course, they can always make a trade. I think that really does give you a, a legitimate uh, nucleus. And then leave the fifth open for, I don't know, Ober, Winder. Uh, you Varlin. look at the uh, Varlin. Yeah, you look at the minor league guys. I was just going to talk about Varland or Woods Richardson. I mean, uh, you really have your pick of the litter 
there. And I think I, I, I wouldn't mind having that open and maybe being a revolving door of sorts just to just to see. Because, I mean, one of them's got to hit, right? Right. right? Please. Right. One of them has got, got to stay healthy. Like somebody. Somebody's yeah. got to stay healthy and do something. Jordan Balazovic, that, that to oh. me, I think it's a top five storyline of the season. Because if we go I think it's easy to forget. We go back, like I was penciling him in as a legitimate May through October option this year. Like, oh, he's going to be ready to go. He's going to be in this rotation. And he might go through some lumps. Young pitchers do. That that line that he has at AAA, he's not been bad. He's been like abysmally bad. It's it's hard to even wrap your head around what he's done this year. It it's legitimately one of the worst performances I think I've ever seen, regardless oh, of sure. prospect status at any high level. It's just like you said, it, you don't almost don't even believe it. What do I have? Uh, in 49 and two thirds innings, he's given up 16 home runs. That's, that's unfathomable. It's like a 30% yeah, home run to fly ball rate. It's hard to believe. It's honestly. hard to believe. And I, well, I'm just wondering, I'm, I mean, something has to be wrong. This is not the guy yeah. we've seen. I don't know if it's injury. I don't know if just it's a sudden rapid loss of stuff. Uh, honest, I don't think he should be pitching right now. I mean, I don't, it's not helping him. It can only be crushing his confidence more, but yeah, it's, it, it's not fun to see. And it is uh, an example of why uh, people often say there's no such thing as a pitching prospect. Sometimes they just break. So you sad. Know, so sad. I mean, oh, I, I hate to see really it. Really yeah. thinking about him as he went 26 and two thirds scoreless last year, a streak of 26 and two thirds at double a it was an up and down year at double a ended up having like a pretty solid line for him we're maybe a little disappointed in the overall season but that disappointed is not even a word for this year this year is completely lost it's a it's a lost season for him but even him if you get him on track next year i think unquestionably was the twins top pitching prospect going into the season if you can get him on track you have varlin you got woods richardson maybe balazovic maybe some other options you mentioned winder but we always say that every offseason and then we get into the year and they're they're pitching aaron sanchez in august you know it's just it's funny how that works every single season isn't it uh, yeah, although I I think that happens to most teams, whether you like it or not. Uh, hey, Matt Boyd pitched for the Mariners today, so hey. unre- unrelated, completely unrelated to that. I don't. It just happens. You have to go through. Uh, you just run through pitchers like no one's business in today's MLB. You know the days of. It's fun sometimes looking back at like 1960s and 1970s teams, and they had like nine pitchers the entire season, and yep. you're just like, what? Crazy. What? How's that even possible? Uh, but it, it's just how it goes these days. Yeah, I think the Twins last year, they must have set a record last year. I remember hearing about he's the 15th starting pitcher. Bo Burrows is the 15th starting pitcher. It's like, oh, why'd you have to ooh, say that guy? Oh, my Bo God. Burrows, I was there that night. He pitched against the White Sox, and I walked in like maybe a minute late, and Aloy had already hit a three-run homer up into the night in Minneapolis. Gone, like out, out of the stadium. <laughs> just, just packed it in. But I was there in 2021, and I think this September is going to be fun. For Twins fans, hopefully. This is a fan base. I said it last night. It's a fan base that shows out when the team's winning. I think there's been frustration. There should be frustration about the postseason losing streak. But the realization is they need to get back in there if they want an opportunity to break the postseason losing streak. To me, that's been such a a focal point. Like, just get rid of the streak. I think you were kind of saying that, too, with let's just get a game. Just just put an end to it. Put an end to that, that horrible streak. That's that's got to be the number one goal for me this year. Like, and then figure it out later. Like, figure out the rest, win that series, but like, end the postseason losing streak now. 
yeah there's it's just a mental hump at this point that it's just like it's it's there it's no longer bad luck when you lose what i've lost track 18 18. that's it lovely yeah when it's 18 18 straight it doesn't even make sense how is that possible dude uh but yeah i mean you have you have i think maybe the most talent upside Uh, i think you could argue the 2019 team but with uh correa i think he's better than uh, say cruz was um and Maley uh and gray might be better starters i think you you there's a lot of you know uh, arguments to be made there but i think yeah it's a nuance yeah it's a nuanced thing, but I think that yeah. at the end of the day, what, what I want to say is that there's enough upside talent on this team to win that game, to win that series, to maybe make a deep run. Maybe. Well, there's they an went, asterisk. They went Barrios, Dobnak, Odorizzi in that series. Not, not to take away anything from any of those guys. They had great years, but now it feels way better going Gray, Mally, Ryan. That just sounds better, but at the time, I'm sure I would have said the same thing. I was like, oh, we got Jose Barrios going in game one. Well, well, <laughs> well that was before Barrios okay. turned into a pumpkin. Holy, that's crap. what I'm saying. And, and Barrios, that that's another. This is baseball, right? There's always cr- just things that happen. Like I tweeted the other day, the highest. I don't know if this is still true. I'm sure it is because they just pitched. But Barrios and Gilito have the highest ERAs in the American League, minimum 100 innings this year. Those are the two guys in the Central who have dueled in recent seasons. Like this is the the cream of the crop in the Central. It's Gilito and Barrios going at it, and Bieber was part of that too. It's just crazy to see how these things play out. You can't explain this sport sometimes. You really can't. We try. I don't know why. It's futile. (laughs) Just don't do it. Let's have a good September. Matt's going to come back on. You can follow him on Twitter at Matthew underscore B twins. That's all lowercase, correct? Uh, Indeed. Yes. At Matthew underscore B twins. Love having him on. This is number four, I want to say, of 2022. And he's going to be back, folks, hopefully talking about a division winner or a team that's about to win the division, about to win a playoff game. Can't even can't even imagine what that'll look like. Matt, thanks so much. We'll talk again soon.